Hey y'all, this is Matthew Rolls and you're tuned in to the Like Minds Podcast. And before we kick things off, we'd like to make an announcement, actually maybe two. First and foremost, we just would like to say a special thanks and big thank you to everybody that supported us and shown us love over the years. We're actually turning two on the 25th of June. So it is our birthday month, which brings me to my second and final announcement, which is we'll be digging into our archived material to visit content that we have not repurposed on any of our platforms. So for some of you, it will be the first time um, hearing any of this. So the first talk that we'd like to tackle is on licensing copyright and creativity it was a six-seated panel um, seven with myself uh, moderating so we brought industry thought leaders together to kind of help me bring the idea alive and um, motion through the concept of intellectual property licensing in creative industries or just in entrepreneurship in general and i hope you guys can enjoy this talk and from a business perspective assets bring you income right from a business perspective so i would i would keep my 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 content i would just license it for example um and this is obviously years and years like if you look at the history of uh, the Roth, Rothschild right they created the money system and that is obviously a trade secret that has lived on for generations they didn't sell that trade secret even their kids now are living off that same same trade secret you know what I'm saying so you have to also look at the future you know you don't because a lot of people just want they hear one million they're like yeah I'm rich you know what I'm saying? But you actually, your, your, your IP has got more value in terms of longevity. 20 years, you could, you could literally be making more than one million. You know, there's, there's also other things to keep in mind that your IP can make you money from different aspects of, of, of the current now. You know, like now there's a new uh, Facebook, Instagram law that was passed where if somebody, let's say, that lady there uses your song in her video. You know, there's always like Insta Babes, Slay Queens, blah, blah. They're using a, a, a song, like my song in their videos, I'll get paid now. That's the new law, you see? So you keep on making money if you don't sell. I just want to touch quick, quick with the fact that the licensing um, of your, whatever product you have, it also allows you to monopol monopolize, that's English name, there you go. Um, the fact that you just don't deal with one SLA, like a supplier of that good or, or, or content. It is very important that you just don't license to the first come because you want exposure in a certain region. Also, you need to market statistically, look at revenue according to the kind of product you're taking out. If it's a crime scene drama, is it suitable to be playing out in Kenya? Mm, uh, no, maybe not this one. Maybe let's regionalize it somewhere else where there's something that we can piggyback on and there's a trend of some sort, so on and so forth. And remember, negotiate. The, the, the contract, why are you not making money off your own asset? Um, a, a million is not enough for intellectual property licensing, you know? 
uh, I think that the black child or the white child of South Africa and Africa in totality, we are remarkable people. The stories that we tell, the music that we create, is, should be at a price of, of an equivalent to a westernized individual. So just also be careful and take that money. <laughs> so panel, don't kill me, because I'm gonna say not the same thread. There's, um, there's an expression in business that says, selling is always a good idea, it just depends on the price. Now, I place a very high value on creative talents, um, and I work with some amazing, very creative artists and musicians. Um, I think that there is an attachment from most artists, for example, to own the master recording of their music. Um, it's, you know, generations, everybody wants to get to that point that they can buy back the master recording from the um, record label. I saw something around Valentine's Day where Sihara's husband has actually gifted her, he's bought back all her masters and gifted her as a present uh, to show his love for her. So I think there's this, there's this connection where artists want to own the master recordings. But I'd like to challenge and just ask you, especially the artists in the room, what is ownership of an asset that is at the value of zero? What if nobody introduces your music to the hustle to make a theme song? What if nobody has an interest in seeing that song go as far as possible? So, for example, as a manager, because I'd like to push the music and I'd like to push the brand of my artist far and wide, I take that song, I give it to the hustle, we put it, it, it was actually promo, it was for free, but it did great for the, for the promo value and the marketing value of the artist. Then I made a remix of that song, Suchi Kokdo, Pixar Johnson, I got a rapper from Kenya in a completely new market where the artist has never traveled to called Calligraph. That song plays in Uganda and Nairobi and cities and people comment and follow the artist. That's all good for me. But if it was just a recording sitting there uh, and nobody had an interest in pushing it, I, I can't speak to how far it would have gone. Um, and I think some of the greatest opportunities for increasing the value of your rights and the types of rights come through collaborations with people in the industry. Um, but you've got to sort of give some to get some. So if I'm investing in the music, um, getting the product done with you, introducing you to producers, buying beats, I want to have a share in the upside and the rewards on that project and that means giving away percentages of rights. Um, even with the brand campaign, uh, I'll give you an example where we actually were contacted for a digital campaign for an artist. Just to get involved in being an influencer and telling his story as part of a car brand campaign. And in sitting down with the agency we actually realized there was an opportunity to do the TV ad, so not take it from digital, but also on TV, which is in a different fee altogether because of the, well, the regions that it would be on, the platforms that it would be on, movie theaters, TV channels, YouTube and digital. And then we said, we can't have somebody else's music as the soundtrack here. Don't worry, we'll create the music, we'll compose it. So there was a publishing aspect, and then there was a sort of a record label aspect. And then we, re the campaign went so well, we renewed it. So it's been going for a year and a half now. So, I don't know. For me, it's think about the business value, think about the exchange, think about the long-term partnership and the potential of it. Don't be too fixed on an absolute value upfront to say, a million's not enough. You know, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, so for me, I mean, 
I would think about over a period of time, I would think about, you know, Richard Branson, because you spoke about legacy, sold his first company and then created the second one. And Virgin, a group of companies, was much further down the line. But he took his wins from selling off something that maybe had a shorter lifespan to create a conglomerate in a group which is actually the legacy today. So try not to be too short term about it. That's my view. Um, yeah. So, yes, I think don't sell. <laughs> um, selling's good. So, so just to recap the time, like you know that that ticking clock that you have as a as an owner of uh, a musical work or a sound recording, you've got 50 years after either your death, if you're the last of the. So, if if three people write a song together. It's 50 years after the last one dies, um, which I guess it's kind of generational, yep. but it's not Rothschild, <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, and then after that 50 years, like, it goes into public domain, that's how copyright works. Um, copyright is just a limited term monopoly, like, so you don't get to have this music thing forever. Like, um, the world gets to have it at some point. Um, so, like Neil was saying, like I mean, if you if if you don't have kids now and you you can't get on a stage anymore, you're old, you can't perform, you know, your music is a bit dated. But then someone comes along and wants to buy your catalog, and the price is right, like sell it. You know what I mean? But that's probably the only time <laughs> we have to recommend you selling. Um, also, licensing is not. Uh, black and white, it's not cut and dried. Um, I've done like, many interesting different types of licenses. You can do, like Nanel was saying, like I mean, none of that was like selling anything. It was just like the right type of agreement, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just don't be afraid to get, so as creative as you were in making the art, be as creative when you when you're trying to you know uh, economize and trying to make money from it. I mean, you can do all sorts of different deals. Uh, oh. Oh yeah yeah yeah. So so no so. Uh, just to maybe go into it a bit. So, so uh, the, uh, like, I, like I mentioned earlier, there's, there's always two things at play at the same time in music. It's always the composition and then the recording. Um, so even between the two, like if, if, if there's a way to, to make business happen in, a, in, a, in a, a way that works best for the label and the, the writers, even, even, even if the film, even if there's a film company that wants to license, you know, this song from the label and from the writers, you can even do cool and creative things like with the film company, like, okay, we won't charge you XXX if you do us an uh, experiential music video in 3D that people can watch with virtual goggles or like, you know, like, so, so, like, se yeah, selling, no, unless, you're old, um, but don't 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 think of licensing as just um, like an offer and either uh, a yes or a no. 
licensing can be so much fun. Like you can you can you can do all sorts of different deals, and and at no time do you actually have to like give your rights away. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool. I think that settles it. Um, now for the masterclass part of the direction, um, we're going to speak on maximizing the revenue of your IP. So it's speaking on the innovative ways of being able to um, develop um, an artist's revenue stream. And I know, Neil, you can speak to that because you are big on developing um, different re digital revenue streams for artists. So maybe you can speak from a music side as to um, how are you developing or what are the techniques that someone who's independent can maybe use to get from a no money zone to at least a few coins, maybe stacks one day. I think we're all independent here, yeah? no majors here. <laughs> uh, so I mean, when we're talking about rights, we as an aggregator only deal with the master recordings. So on the master recordings, we are then able to distribute to all stores around the world. But on the mechanical side, the songwriter side gets paid to a society called Castle. The stores, let's say iTunes or YouTube, Spotify, whatever, then whichever stores we are dealing with, which is now deal with Facebook, that those proceeds get paid to Capasso and Capasso pay the artists separately to what we are paying. Um, what? Songwriters. Well, songwriters. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, and then we do different things on the on the. Um, sometimes we do tailor-made solutions for brands, where we do redemption offerings. You know, like SMS this particular song. You can get you can get a specific song based off of the code that you you, you SMS for the for the campaigns. But I mean, predominantly we deal with we deal with the the Cool. Would you like to speak to that more now? Because I know you come from a business perspective, so it's very in your field as well. All right. Um, in terms of uh, revenue, generating revenue, there's different aspects of it in the industry that um, that I've seen. So obviously, the traditional ones being the online platforms, your iTunes, Deezer, all these uh, different streaming platforms in terms of the music space. And the film space, uh, a lot of uh, um, mobile networks like your Vodacom, MTN are offering video platforms. So they work basically on a subscription, daily prescription. Uh, that's one of the channels that I also distribute my content with. And I'm sure you, you're familiar with this space, uh, where they basically charge like a YouTube channel, you subscribe, right? But YouTube is free. But the difference with the network platforms is that you subscribe, let's say, to a one rand, right? One rand for you to access this this channel with a lot of content, right? Hundreds of hundred subscribers are subscribed to your channel. They see your content. So basically every day they're paying one rand off their airtime, right? Multiply hundred by one rand, obviously you get a thousand, right? So a thousand rand that is made on a daily basis and then over 30 days, then obviously that is broken down between the content provider, the network and the artist. So that's one aspect of the current trend. The new trend that the networks are also promoting is uh, pay-per-view. So they'll start creating channels within these channels that you can go live, like Instagram, right? 
you can go live and basically charge people to, to view your content. Let's say you're an artist and you've got this exclusive event and you want people to pay for that event, to have access to that event. You can charge, let's say, 30 Rand per subscriber who wants to view just that specific event. That's another way to make money. Another way uh, within that space is obviously Capasso would uh, pay out because if there's music played in, in that music video, whatever, they'll still pay you in terms of Capasso, the mechanical rights. Um, then the other aspects when it comes to the music is obviously your merchandise. You've seen a lot of artists selling merchandise at concerts. Uh, online e-commerce is a big thing now. A lot of artists are getting into that e-commerce space where they sell merch and you can order, get it delivered. That's, that's another way of making money. Third way is obviously the traditional way, which is uh, your brand uh, campaigns, etc., etc., where you also make money from that. Um, let me think of one. I think the last one would be social media platforms. So like I mentioned, the new law where Facebook and Instagram um, if anyone streams your, uses your music, then you get paid. So that's another way of making money. I think, yeah, you can add on if I've missed anything. Radio as well, you can make money. Yeah, I think once all your contracts are signed, you've got a publisher that's tracking worldwide for where this music is being played, right? And for me, my job is to just popularize the music of my artists. Once the music is popular, we're going to see it come up on all the DSPs and Apple, and we're going to have music sales and royalties. We're going to have a great negotiation with our licensed partners because the music is popular, the artist is possible. There's going to be demand to use his rights on stage for a show, for a brand, for a sneaker brand to put his face on it or his signature on it. There's going to be demand from TV shows to have his content and pay to, for the rights to air something, to, you know, whether it's a performance or a show. Um, so you still got to focus on the music. You still got to make sure that the music is great and the music goes far and wide and that you're building your fan base because that's when you're going to switch on brands, record labels, publishers, and they're going to want to then pay for the rights that are in demand because it's going to benefit their companies and their bottom lines. And that's all we have for today, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Follow us on all our social medias to get alerts on this type of content at LikeMinds Tribe. Visit our website to sign up to be part of our community. It's www.likemindstribe.co.za. And that's all from me, your host, Matthew Rolls. Signing up.